My first trip was 1973. I was on the initial trip when we came over. When you're in the concert hall, everyone's equal. Music is a democratizing, equalizing force. The power of music is such that it doesn't matter who you are or what country you're from or what languages you speak, it causes a reaction inside you. In September 1973, the Philadelphia Orchestra visited China for the first time, marking an historic moment as the first American orchestra to tour the country. In November 2023, they returned to Beijing, commemorating 50 years of enduring cultural ties and musical collaboration between the two nations. Music is a universal language that transcends cultural barriers and builds bridges between people. Welcome to this special edition of Music Talks. I'm your host, Bob Jones. Today, we will take you on a journey of friendship and harmony, a tale that has unfolded over half a century through the power of music. Stay tuned. Yellow River Piano Concerto, arranged by Chinese composers including Ying Chengzong and Chu Wanghua, captivates listeners with its dynamic flow. It mirrors the moods of the Yellow River, at times gentle and reflective, at others powerful and turbulent. In 1973, the Philadelphia Orchestra's performance of this concerto in China marked a pivotal moment in Sino-American musical relations symbolizing a thaw in diplomatic ties. Now, half a century later, these melodies once again echo in a collaboration between Chinese and American artists.
evening of November the 10th, 2023, a concert entitled A Friendship Spanning Half a Century, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Philadelphia Orchestra's historic visit to China, was held at the National Center for the Performing Arts in Beijing. The concert brought together artists from the Philadelphia Orchestra, China National Symphony Orchestra and international singers, blending time-honored and contemporary Eastern and Western musical traditions in a full house. Matthias Tarnopolsky, president and CEO of the Philadelphia Orchestra, reflects on the power of music to inspire and connect. Uh, the Philadelphia Orchestra has shared beautiful music with audiences in China. When you're in the concert hall, everyone's equal. Music is a democratizing, equalizing force. Uh, it enables communication, uh, dialogue. It gives um, time and space for you to experience something together with, uh, with other people. It gives um, an opportunity to connect with, with other people. And uh, I think that's the most important thing, that uh, music is a way that we make connections and uh, create opportunities for, for dialogue. Founded in 1900, the Philadelphia Orchestra is renowned globally for its symphonic music. Since their groundbreaking tour, led by Eugène Omandi in 1973, the orchestra has emerged as a cultural envoy, weaving connections across the world with the universal language of music. Since then, the orchestra has visited China 12 times, witnessing the great changes in the Chinese music industry and also keeping the friendship between China and the United States in musical notes. Matthias Tarnopolsky expressed his delight at returning to China. Friendship that goes back uh, 50 years in person from when the orchestra first came to China as the first American orchestra in 1973. And the musicians gave performances in big concert halls, but they also um, met people in other settings like walking down the street, playing frisbee, um, teaching kids in uh, schools, uh, visiting hospitals. So the, the musicians of the orchestra actually made friendships from that very, very first visit. So 50 years later, this is very significant. And we're here to make sure that in 50 years time, there's another celebration and more and more friends made between um, the people of Philadelphia and the people of China. 73-year-old David Booth is the violinist with the Philadelphia Orchestra. Booth, who was part of the original 1973 tour, has witnessed the profound cultural exchange that shaped Sino-American relations for the past 50 years. This return to China brings him a sense of excitement and a deep appreciation for the long-standing ties. My first trip was 1973. I was on the initial trip when we came over. So we have a, a very strong relationship that's continued through that time and it's continued to get stronger and more varied and we've reached out even wider to encompass a lot of our audiences and also for students and teachers and other local players. In 1973, at the age of 23, Booth stepped onto Chinese soil with the Philadelphia Orchestra filled with anticipation and awe. That journey, an enriching exploration beyond his earlier understanding of China, left an indelible mark on his life and career. I, mean, I never dreamed that I would 
well, even still be here 50 years from now, but uh, still playing and being able to come back to celebrate this is a, a great experience. Well, we played quite a few pieces, yes, but I mean, a very special one was a Beethoven Pastoral Symphony Number no. 6, and it had special significance because it both sort of represented the struggle of the people and also the peaceful scenes with nature. The Beethoven Pastoral Symphony No. 6, performed by the orchestra, resonates with a sense of struggle and serenity, echoing the spirit of the people and the beauty of nature. Booth highlights the immense power of music he has experienced since that landmark 1973 visit. Oh, it's an incredibly strong, strong impression uh, from the beginning. I mean, even 1973, we were aware of how important music was to the whole community and our playing concerts there, one of the most gratifying things is when we realized how it touched people besides people that made it into the concert halls, which was pretty much, I believe, an invited audience. The Philadelphia Orchestra's 1973 performance in Beijing was a cultural milestone featuring an eclectic mix of works ranging from the Chinese Yellow River Concerto and the moon reflected in our Chuan, to Western classics like Brahms' Symphony No. 1 and Beethoven's Symphony No. 5. This concert, broadcast across China, resonated deeply with audiences, leaving a lasting impact. A very special story about that is the composer Tan Dun, who is now an international superstar, he was working in a field and heard the broadcast and he was so touched by the music. He said the music was absolutely magical and it touched his inner soul and made him want to become a composer, which he did. And now he's, a, a, like I said, a world-class superstar. He won an Academy Award for a movie score, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And we've worked with him a great deal, both in the United States... Booth reflects on that pivotal 1973 tour as a foundational moment for musical camaraderie. This time in Beijing, Booth also reunited with the 90-year-old Chinese violinist Zhu Xinren. From their younger days to their silver years, the reconnection of these two old friends signifies the invaluable exchange of hearts and minds that music fosters. We realize we've developed a very close relationship with so many people and so many organizations. It's one of our closest friendships. The story of music bridging the Pacific evolves with each generation. As historical friendships are celebrated, new connections with China's rich culture are forged. 
For Tristan Rice Sherman, the Philadelphia Orchestra's assistant conductor, his inaugural visit to China is filled with wonder and anticipation. You know, for me, it's overwhelming almost to realize the, the years of tradition that you're joining. You know, so I'm just humbled to be a part of a very big um, event and celebration here. Tristan details the concert's unique musical fusion. Well, of course, the Beethoven Fifth Symphony is the one that's really, really historically connected to our first visit when we played here in 1973. So that, of course, is the direct connection to the history. But the first half of the concert, which I'm conducting, what we have is a beautiful blend of some really characteristic American music of Bernstein's Candide Overture, we also have the Archuan uh, Yue, the, the, the Chinese music. And then we have the Tang Dynasty poetry songs, which in a way are a, almost like a blend of both. At the concert on November the 10th, led by Tristan Rice Sherman, musicians from both countries performed Echoes of Tang Poetry. This symphonic fusion brought to life ancient Chinese poetry, including renowned works by Du Fu, Zhang Zhe and Li Bai, marrying the past and present, the East and the West, in a testament to music's timeless and unifying language. It meant so much to the audience because it's very, very rare to see the Philadelphia Orchestra, this great American orchestra, playing new compositions written to this ancient Chinese poetry. Earlier this year, and the Philadelphia Orchestra performed a series of these Tang Dynasty poems. So, honestly, that was one of my first experiences w working with uh, Chinese poetry, music written for uh, on Chinese text. Um, it's really one of my first experiences interacting with the culture in a real way. Um, so it's really a new experience for me. And I was just talking to somebody, um, you know, I have a lot, thousands of years of history and culture to catch up on. So it'll take me my whole life, but I am uh, really happy to you know, experience this. The young conductor shares his hope. My hope is that it will increase then. Um, and I think coming out of the last few years, with COVID, I, I think, and this is something that happened globally, you know, cultural exchanges of any kind kind of stopped and are coming back slowly, right? Um, so my hope is that, I mean, definitely between Philadelphia and China will always be very strong and will continue quickly. Um, but I hope that the other American orchestras will continue to come back as soon as possible and, you know, play for the audiences here. So I hope that this is a good starting point to, to restart um, these visits. The Philadelphia Orchestra's last tour of China was in 2019, a memorable chapter that was paused by the pandemic. Their much-anticipated return marks a jubilant reunion with the Chinese audience. Violinist David Booth, with his silver hair, feels an immense sense of excitement. He sees this occasion as an historic convergence of Chinese and American musical talents. 
Despite having performed some compositions hundreds of times, his enthusiasm for the music is as vibrant as ever. Feeling, and especially through the years, and of course, especially now looking back on it 50 years, I mean, I realize the importance of this relationship. It is, I mean, we tour all over the world and play in many countries, but especially at this time, I have to say that by far, the closest and biggest relationship we have is with China and it's continued to grow on many different levels. Reflecting on the past 50 years, David Booth vividly remembers the orchestra's inaugural visit to China. He fondly recounts strolling through the streets post-concert, engaging with locals despite the language differences. These interactions, often bridged by smiles, were as enchanting as they were enriching. Booth warmly recalls the hospitality of the Chinese people who greeted them in English, met with the orchestra's earnest attempts to reply in Chinese. These moments of genuine connection have stayed with him, painting a picture of shared humanity and cultural curiosity. Half a century later, Tristan Rice Sherman, the orchestra's assistant conductor, dedicated two months to learning Mandarin for this tour. All I did was, for the last two months, I tried to learn Mandarin, yes. So I worked really, really hard uh, um, to be able to speak uh, Zhongwen. Zhongwen. Uh, very, very little. Um, but that's most of what I did. And actually I realized um, before coming here, I spent so much time trying to work on the basics of the language that uh, I didn't spend enough time. Now I have to learn about the history and the culture and the music. I just started... Rice Sherman's experiences in China illustrate the deep, heartfelt bonds formed through music and dedication. The food is incredible. Every single meal has been just a great experience. That was <laughs> the first exciting thing. Near our hotel, there's a shopping mall. And uh, the first few days I would go into the shops and just um, ask to look around or ask to see some shoes or some clothes and just people light up when you speak their language here and they become so friendly and welcoming. I felt like the people here had been incredibly warm. Matthias Tarnopolsky, president and CEO of the Philadelphia Orchestra, highlights the profound importance of this cultural exchange. It's incredibly significant because music, making music together humanizes people to the other. Music making is about shared experience, joint purpose. We come here with, with only a musical agenda, there's no political agenda here. And we come really with, with, open, with openness and, 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 and heart. Um, and that's our, our responsibility. In a recent letter to President Xi Jinping, Tarnopolsky revisited the orchestra's long-standing relationship with China, outlining their plans to commemorate the 50th anniversary of their first visit in November. In his latest reply to Tarnopolsky's letter, President Xi emphasized that music transcends borders and culture builds bridges. He expressed his aspiration for ongoing collaboration, rooted in mutual respect and inclusive dialogue, to nurture artistic growth and deepen Sino-American cultural ties. Tarnopolsky echoes President Xi's sentiments, 
recognizing the unique capacity of music and cultural exchange to forge international connections. Uh, I was very impressed by his uh, understanding of how important um, music is as a force for good in the world. Um, I was very grateful for his appreciation of the musicians of the Philadelphia Orchestra for continuing to visit China over the last 50 years and his encouragement for for the future, uh, similar to the letter from President Biden. Uh, they were both warm and encouraging gestures. Music can give voice to words, uh, to thoughts and ideas that words alone cannot convey and it's it. Music and culture act as catalysts for civilizational dialogue and understanding. Tristan Rice Sherman, the orchestra's assistant conductor, believes in music's emotive force its ability to resonate with individuals and forge personal bonds. Music is a thing, is a special art form that's, that separates itself from other art forms because it, uh, you can't touch it and you can't hold on to it, but it somehow moves something inside of your heart and your mind. And the power of music is such that it doesn't matter who you are or what country you're from or what languages you speak. You know, it, it, it causes a reaction inside you. So it also forms connections through the process of making the music and then listening to it and sharing it together. We form a relationship and that transcends everything else. So I think music is a very good particular way of um, building these connections. Apart from the Chinese capital city Beijing, the orchestra will also travel to major cities like Tianjin, Suzhou and Shanghai to hold residency activities and perform concerts. The Philadelphia Orchestra's recent tour in China included not only performances but also various cultural exchange initiatives, engaging with schools and cultural institutions. These exchanges extend beyond the concert halls, encompassing educational collaborations and diverse cultural interactions, including global forums on art and culture. Ryan Fleur, executive director of the Philadelphia Orchestra and Kimmel Center, underscores the significance of these engagements. The work that's happening here is so critical to the development of music around the world. You know, music um, can convey thoughts and ideas that words alone cannot. And as we are working together as organizations from North America, Asia, Europe, Australia, uh, those partnerships help, help move the world forward. And it's through good communication and good dialogue and great music making that, that promotes understanding through the world. The adage holds that genuine friendships between nations are forged through personal connections. Music, transcending time and space, serves as a powerful conduit for such heartfelt exchanges. The enduring bond between the Philadelphia Orchestra and the Chinese people exemplifies this beautifully. Although there are many differences between the people of China and the United States, they both love the music performed by the Philadelphia Symphony Orchestra very much. 
Shunxin from the Chinese People's Association for Friendship with Foreign Countries shares his insights into this deep and meaningful relationship. I think the reason is that while appreciating the music, people of both countries can feel the peaceful, beautiful, pure and harmonious atmosphere, which is a common pursuit of the two peoples. I think one significance is that for 50 years, the Philadelphia Symphony Orchestra has been a cultural ambassador between China and the United States, playing a positive role in promoting cultural exchanges and people's friendship between the two countries. I believe this visit will also add positive energy to the stable and healthy development of bilateral relations. Matthias Tarnopolsky shares future plans for the Philadelphia Orchestra, including a return tour to China. He emphasizes music's role in bridging cultures. Our profound privilege to contribute in a meaningful way to understanding between the US and China and to building connections in the past half century. We hope that our music making will continue to build these bonds between the United States and China, between our people, most importantly, and our cultures for another 50 years. It's been half a century since the Philadelphia Orchestra first visited China, a journey that began a lasting friendship. Violinist David Booth, a witness to this enduring bond, shares how each trip has deepened the connection between the orchestra and the Chinese people. I like to say that 1973 we basically planted a seed which then grew, continues to grow. And uh, besides playing music, I'd like to think that we are doing almost an ambassadorship to bring not only the musicians together, but the audiences. And I think I would like to think that it even brings people in the government. I think music is one of the most harmonious art forms. And I believe that that can be a very positive aspect, even in some situations where there might be negative. And I feel very proud and very happy that I've been part of that. We see that increasing every time that we've come. The young conductor Tristan Rice Sherman, eager to return to China, aims to deepen global understanding of music's unique power and relevance. My deepest hope is that I can come back and make music again here. My hope is always to communicate the message of the music and help people understand why it's so powerful, why it's interesting, why it's relevant to your own life. So uh, that's always what I try to do, whether it's in the US or China or Europe. Um, that's my big dream. As our journey of music and friendship spanning oceans weaves to a close, we conclude today's episode with a performance of Jasmine Flower by the Chinese National Symphony Orchestra and its choir. This classic Chinese folk song, beloved for its simplicity and beauty, has become an emblem of cultural exchange. Featured in the Philadelphia Orchestra's recent tour, Jasmine Flower serves as a symbol of mutual admiration and the universal language of music.
And with that, we come to the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Bob Jones. Stay with us for more captivating stories in upcoming episodes of Music Talks. Until next time, goodbye.